How do I start this thing? Have you plugged the bloody USB in? Yeah, it's in. Nah, man, that's the wrong port. Oh, wait, it's flashing now. Is it re- Oh, wait, it's recording. Well, let's start this thing, fool. Hello, everyone. I'm Amelia. Hi, I'm Sam. Welcome to Ask the Duo podcast, a podcast where we get deep into those late night, unfiltered conversations. We'll be discussing all things lifestyle, relationship, mindset, and more. All right, let's get to it. Yo 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 What's up? <laughs> 你好，大家好。<laughs> This is a Taiwanese podcast. Um, as you can hear, we have Pete again. We had a really good conversation about our top three non-negotiables and something that was quite common in between all three of us was how to take breaks or you know make time for yourself. So we wanted to dig a little deeper into the importance of taking breaks. When we were talking about in that previous episode, it really sort of struck a, a deeper conversation. Light bulb moment. Yeah, light bulb moment. You know what I mean? Like it's something that everyone very overlooks. Mm. Wait, that, is that does that even make sense? Very overlooks ESL for life. I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know. Overlooks <laughs> a lot. Anyway. <laughs> Now it's just turning into synonyms. Yeah. <laughs> thesaurus. But yeah, um, on the back of that, we started talking a little bit about like just how this topic came about. It led on to talking about how our parents were looking, like how they didn't take breaks. They didn't really look after themselves or put themselves in the main focus as well. Like their importance was a lot less compared to looking after their kids, which is us. So. Did you want to share some stories about how that came about, like your parents? Yeah,、uh, for me, growing up, my parents were always focused on building a family, and I guess being able to support the kids to have a better education in life. So, I guess that was one of the reasons why we've they moved, decided to move from Taiwan、uh, to overseas. Um, and obviously, it wasn't back then. It wouldn't be easy, so they had to, you know, focus on, I guess, making money and and trying to support the kids. So they really made time for、uh, themselves. It the only thing they knew was was to hustle and work and provide. So、um, I guess in saying that, it, it was a real eye opener for me because.、Um, My mum's now retired, and、um, I've always encouraged her to to do things that she's she enjoys.、Mm, and yeah, she basically、um, one day I asked her, you know, well, how come you're not you not I don't see you doing anything? And she basically responded with,、uh, she doesn't know what makes her happy. I guess,、mm. and yeah, that's probably that's really sad too. Yeah, to hear.、Mm. yeah, and I I I think it's just due to the fact. That she never made、uh, time for herself,、um, so she doesn't know anything more than I guess work. Yeah, But, and there was no time for self discovery to like understand what she likes, what she doesn't like, or you know what to do on her downtown mm, downtime. Mm, mm, mm. Downtown. Yeah, downtown, funky town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good. 
a good um like the conversation obviously that that's a moment where you go shit you realize that like your parents i wouldn't say didn't think about it it's just they didn't have time to think about it because their mm. mind the forefront of their mind was all about looking after you the kids building a family providing a quality of life mm. and they will do whatever it takes to give you that yeah. yeah and that's the the harsh but the sad point yeah because they don't realize what makes them happy yeah you know what i mean and same thing with my parents like my mum has has no friends to this well she does have friends but like beforehand she had no friends like she was like well if I stop working, who do I hang out with? Who do I talk to? Like, yeah. I don't have any friends. You know, she's been so focused on working, earning, making a living in now where she's like, okay, I'm retired. What can I do? Yep. In what can you do besides going out there, putting yourself out, doing a hobby? A hobby mm. is the only way that can really expose you to those new relationships where you can meet new people. Mm. Yeah, I have a quite a similar story with my mum. So I have a younger sister that's, I think, 12, I know, 13 years. My mum's probably going to kill me if I don't remember, but <laughs> 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 something like that. It's a big age gap. So she, um, she took my sister around a lot. She did like ice skating or these other extracurriculars took her to school and she pretty much immersed herself into my sister's life and for herself she didn't have anything outside of that so now that my sister's grown up she's learned to drive she can take herself out to places that she needs to go to my mom just didn't know what to do with herself I guess like I'm like why don't you use this time to go hang out with friends or you know catch up with people that you want to catch up with or do something that you want to and she's just like or have no friends and I'll in my head I was just like I'm it's not trying to look down on her or anything but it's like how did you let yourself get to that point where you don't have friends to hang out with like it was just a very curious thought in my head and it's like you know not letting yourself go to that point where you end up having nothing and you put all your eggs in one basket which is taking my sister to and from different things and then once that thing now has its own legs now you have nothing in that basket mm, yeah and that's a like what you said in terms of your mum brings up an important thing for my mum too so you mentioned that your mum obviously took care of your sister to a certain point now where she's old enough to be an adult mm. right so it's a similar case with my mum. So basically when my dad passed away, my mum obviously was just around him all the time because obviously she they're both together, bring up a family and that sort of shit. Mm. But when it came to a point where my dad passed away, mum was just like, fuck, what do I do now? Like dad was the one who was the, the I guess, the, the brain of the operations. Mm. So she just like went places that he went to yeah. or went together. Exactly like my mum and dad now. Yeah. My yeah. dad is basically the 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 train conductor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 See, so yeah. basically my mum just does whatever he does and decides. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's literally, yeah, exactly like yeah. that. Yeah. 
and that's like my mom same thing like she you know obviously when dad passed she was just like fuck okay what do i do with myself now mm-hmm. like yeah i've got a job i work a job full time but in terms of direction of life what the fuck do i do mm. and like what like it's similar when you ask your mum, oh, do you have any friends and shit? And you think, you know, your mum replies and she says, oh, I have no friends. Yeah. And then your your mentality is like, well, hang on. Like it, there's two points, right? One is uh, comprehending that your mum has no friends. Mm. But two is thinking, well, hang on. How the fuck do you have no friends? And how did you get to that point? Yeah. And that's the same thing for me too because at that moment I was like, hang on. How can you not have friends? Like, how can you, one, get to yourself or at a point in life where you have no one on the side? Mm. And that was a, I guess, a, a misunderstanding on my end because I was too focused on thinking about how can you not have friends mm. without understanding of Like, what- not judgmental. <clears throat> it's just, like, just not sure how it got to that point. How you point. got to that point, yeah. yeah. Which... It was the same thing for me because I was like, hang on, how the fuck do you get to that point? But I didn't understand the things that they had to walk in their shoes. Yeah, the struggles that they had to do. Exactly right. So then I didn't think of that. I didn't see that. So I was like, well, shit, you know, how the fuck do you not have friends? Yeah. But then later down the track you think, well, fuck, it all makes sense. Yeah. As to why they don't have friends. Mm. And it was all because they were so focused on – Hustling, like Pete was saying, and providing, you know, a quality of life for us mm. in a foreign country for them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think that's why it's important to, like, why we brought in those non-negotiables in the previous episode is just to have those boundary boundaries and know when you have to say no. Because in the end, if you're going to keep pushing through something, something else will have to be compromised and be given up and in this case for our parents is the love for themselves or doing things that they enjoy and that's what they gave up Mm. but you should find a balance between doing things that you enjoy that things that make you happy but also be able to you know bring up your kids and make them help them grow and have a happy life as well but you shouldn't give yourself up completely Mm. because at the same time, if you don't look after yourself, like how do you have the energy to keep looking after your kids? Well, I mean, it's not just energy. It's the mental capacity yeah. too, right? And that's, I guess, the the signs that they didn't take was to stop and to take a break. And think of themselves. And think of themselves kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. they were so immersed with working. Yeah. Mm. They just don't know what they like or enjoy to do mm. for themselves. Yeah. yeah. They only knew that one thing pretty much yeah. was yeah, work. work. Yeah. 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 But leading off from this, so now that we've seen our parents go through this, obviously this helped us gain experience for ourselves. What are some signs for yourself that shows that you actually need to take a break? Uh, for me, it would be when I start to realize, you know, like you start to notice things like in terms of like your attitude, Mm. your, um, the way you feel start to change. Like, um, obviously you probably start getting a lot of negative thoughts. Um, and maybe even like, um, maybe even depression, Mm. I guess in a way, because 
you know, life's short. You got to do things that you enjoy. Um, you got to yeah. take risks as well. Mm. And I guess that, that was at one stage where I couldn't, I guess no one could travel and traveling was a big part for me in terms of refreshing and rebooting myself mentally. Mm. Um, actually was, um, I hate, I was dreaded waking up every day and going to work because it felt like I got caught in this routine mm. and doing the same thing every day. I had nothing to look forward to yeah. Yeah. and it was, it wasn't good. And not only does it affect uh, yourself, but it affects the way you perform at work as well. Yeah. I, and it can also affect the people around you. So, yeah. and I guess that's that's how I started to, you know, realize it's important to step away and take a break, give yourself self-care, I guess, and rejuvenate yeah. yourself. Did mm. you feel like you were getting to a burning out point? Because yeah. Because you're just doing day-to-day shit. Yeah, 100%. I, and I could see it at work as well, like patients, my pay, I'm patient levels, patients, patience <laughs> levels are starting to you know, get to drop and yeah i was yeah. getting like angry quite easily and um just easily agitated yeah 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 and i just felt like um i wasn't as productive at work um mm. where uh, you know compared to before and and that that was signs that i needed to either you know take a break or or change something yeah you know? Or change, maybe change career or change. Um, I, I'll enjoy what I do. And mm. that's that was probably the last thing I would have done. But, you know, at that point in time, when you're at that stage, you, anything. You goes can't help but yeah. think, is yeah, it yeah. something that you need to change? Yeah, in yeah. Like the roles or something that's like right, that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So when you change, obviously, you start off something new. And in a way, it's refreshing because you're doing mm. something different. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and that's when I knew I, I needed to take a break because, uh, yeah, yeah, I was getting burnt out. And th- those were the, my signs in terms of, you know, I needed to make a change somehow. Yeah, mm. and it's similar to me too, man. Like before we took that two-week break, work was so fucked to the point where I was doing multiple roles. It's helping here, helping there, different departments and that sort of stuff. And it got to the point where you're like, well, I can only be one person. Mm. I can't be in three different areas at the one time. Mm. So, like you, temperamental, my anger, like my patience was- fused or something. Yeah, really short. Yeah. In not just your colleagues that can feel your, I guess your aura, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But your loved ones too. Yeah. Because I'm sure she felt- my pain and my the heat that I had from work. Yeah, too. yeah, hundred percent. In how I figured that it was a sign that I needed a break, or I was getting to a burnout point. I don't think I was getting to a burnout point, but I was going to a point where I was like, "Okay, I need to stop. I need to reboot." Yeah. Um, is when you kind of just, you know, the way you talk to certain people, the way you treat people, all those small nitty gritty things gets to a point where you just fucking you just treat everyone like shit yep and you overlook certain things that you hold close to you like your non-negotiables like breaks gymming exercising that sort of shit you get to a point where you go nah i'm not doing any of this i just want to go home sleep Mm. Mm. 
that was the pinnacle point for me was like, okay, this is where I'm at now. I need to turn everything off and restart. Yeah. I'm like quite similar. My signs were, it's just that I would literally just want to do nothing after work. It's just, I think it's just sad when you feel like, you know, you need a break, but you think that you had that mentality. If you take a break, then you got so much more stuff backed up because you didn't work on, you know, a day or two. And it's sad that you have to run on these wheels that you think can't stop. But it's, it's like went to a point for me where after work, I would just like lie on a couch and I'm not a person who likes to just laze around. Like I'm a very productive person where I need to do things all the time. But I got to the point where I would just lie on a couch and I literally don't want to touch my phone. I don't want to go on the computer. I don't want to do anything at all, but just lie on a couch and just do nothing. And it's kind of sad to hear, but it's like, you know, even if I get a message from a friend, I'm just so tired to even want to reply. And that's when I'm like, okay, I'm actually burnt out because I just don't even have the energy to reply to a friend who's you know just chatting to me or even pick up a phone like you know phone's not that heavy <laughs> but yeah. like it's just so tired to even just do that yeah that's when you know you've burnt out mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's yeah th- that that's when you know that you just need to switch off mm. you know what I mean like we're so immersed with working nine to five you know you've got commitments you have bills to pay you know what I mean you need to feed or provide food to the table but it gets to a point where you're like well fuck how how do you keep going Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. so this leads to this point where it's like well how how do you take breaks properly um for me I have because I listen to or read a lot of like self-help things and a lot of people would take breaks like say short-term breaks but they're still thinking about work I think about work as in oh in two days time I need to get back to work or like when I go back on Monday I need to do this this and this they were like these professionals say that that's not actually taking a break because you're not a hundred percent switched off so if you need to take a break just truly take a break and let yourself take that break don't feel guilty don't be like oh I I'm, I don't deserve to take this day off I should be doing this this and this like put yourself present at that moment and enjoy that break and that's how you truly give yourself that break and time off because if your minds are in two places you're still not really giving yourself that time off if that makes sense mm, 100% I, I can relate to that like with my job, obviously, I don't get two days off in a row. I've, I have to work one weekend. Mm. I, I pretty much got to work one day of the weekend and have a RDO during the week. Mm. So I I'm always don't feel well rested. And even on my RDO, on my day off, I still feel like I'm thinking about work. Yeah. Like mm. I still have emails come through on my phone. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I can't help but not look at it. Mm. So it's exactly what you said. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's not – you don't feel truly rested. Yeah. Like yeah, and then that's the same thing for me too. Like subconsciously you think, oh, work, you know what I mean? And I'm guilty of it all the time because even during our two-week break, like I'm always thinking about my team. I'm always thinking about my guys. Are they okay? Mm. Do they need help? And it's just always ingrained in my brain. I always open up my emails. I'll check that or I'll check the chats. We have like a chat thing at work. Yep. 
And I'm always looking at that to make sure that they're not getting fucked around. Mm-hmm. Because obviously when you have a responsibility at work, you want to make sure that you can basically have ownership or be accountable of that. Mm. And that's my issue too is it's obviously stopping from or refraining yourself from actually checking that work. Yeah. And once it becomes a habit too, it's harder to break from it when you're like, oh, I need to just check on them and stuff. And obviously it's also a good thing. There's like a fine balance between because you have that responsibility. You want to make sure that they're okay because, you know, you don't want things to break and then you have to come back and you know, help them fix it or, you know, re redo some of the things that might have broken, things like that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a difficulty thing for me too. And it got to a point where, you know, the first two or three days of our break, I was still checking work stuff. Yeah. Mm. And then obviously after you sort of warm up to having a, a break, you actually switch off. Yeah. So it, it took me a bit of time to sort of go, okay, just let's stop. The mind will just switch stuff off, like, you know what I mean, automatically. Mm. But obviously it was it was hard for me at the time because it's like, well, you're so used to doing this like day to day to day. Mm. And then trying to switch that off, it's just, it was fucking hard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, like I know a lot of people do it and they keep like the chat the apps that they have on their phone. I personally I personally don't have that on my phone, so I don't even have the ability to check it. Mm. The only thing is maybe emails, but I don't turn the notifications on for that. Like if I have my work dedicated work time, I'll check it. But if it's not and it's outside of that, I will not go on it. And the mm. apps that I don't have, I can't check it anyway. Yeah. How do you actually take a a break properly, right? It's really just setting all your work-related things on your mobile phone as off. Mm. I think if you you know that you've got time off within a certain day or whatever it is, you just got to make sure that you're turning it off, Mm. notifications off to make sure that you're not subconsciously thinking about it or when your phone lights up with work shit you gotta go okay fuck that shit off yeah like i think at the same time you gotta get used to or try and get used to not always like obviously don't don't always ignore your messages but don't always feel you need to reply then and then when you have a message or notification that's something that you see like you see my phone go off and you're like oh you got a message but my response is like whatever (laughs) i'll respond when i like when i'm like you know ready or re-energized and it's not because i want to be rude and not reply like this is not talking about work it's just like if messages come through and then i like to bulk reply so i have my dedicated time to go and reply to people and their messages and stuff when I want to rest, I'll rest. Like, and a message comes through, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm okay to let that be for a little bit, like say an hour, and then I'll reply in the next hour or something like that. So it's just being okay with that and not think that you have to respond to everything that comes in. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I have a <laughs> OCD, I guess, where if I get yeah. a message or email, you need I have to respond. To, yeah, I have to respond and I have to look at it. Otherwise, mm. I feel I can't concentrate on what I'm doing or enjoying myself. Yeah, I have to respond. Yeah. But then I've I've kind of stepped away from that now because um, I feel, especially when it's work-related, like if, mm. I'm, if I'm on a day off, then I will 
not unless it's i probably would still check it but i won't Mm. respond unless it's urgent so um and i felt that that's actually helped me quite a bit and Mm. um um, it really helps because my manager now he's actually he's really good like he he doesn't want us to be interrupted and he doesn't like calling people on their day off so he's basically told us to you know on your days off just email the whole group to let them know you're away and if any inquiries to contact either himself or the offsider yeah and that way no one can interrupt you so you can actually have a proper day off mm. like yeah. um yeah because i guess every industry is different in terms of what you do for work but um in sales before i found it really hard to switch off like you'd get text messages and phone calls after hours yeah. and um because that's yeah. when they get off work yeah that's right like, now i have time yeah to call. and then yeah. you feel I guess part of, you know, what you do for, depends on what you do for work, but you know, it may uh it's it may not be beneficial if you don't reply. So it might yeah. be in your best interest that you have to reply because yeah. it, it might you may lose lose a sale or something like that. Yeah. So it's uh it can get quite difficult and you mm. get caught up in that. Um so it's some yeah. I guess sometimes it depends on what you do for work cuz you know it, if you don't do it then you know it might impact you. In terms yeah. of your yeah. career, so yeah. yeah, yeah, situational, yeah, yeah. But for you personally, do you have any like advice on how you would take breaks properly? Like, as especially now that you know we couldn't travel, what was some other ways that you worked around taking a break properly? Um, I guess for me, it was really just maybe actually doing something like uh, obviously because we couldn't travel because mine before COVID, I guess my way of taking a break and fully switching off was to go overseas. Mm, so yeah. like you said before, having a day or two off isn't really enough yeah. to switch off. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I need to actually be like, it has to be, you know, more than a week for me to properly, you know, wind down. Cause mm. it, t- it does take probably two to three days before you start realizing, Oh, I'm actually on a break. And yeah, that's 100%. when you, yeah, that's when you start to feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Um. And that that was like that for me. That so that's why I always take a big chunk at once, and you know just go overseas where you know I can't really check my emails or won't get phone calls because <laughs> it's yeah, international. Yeah. Someone gets an international <laughs> number just to call you. <laughs> hey, I want that card. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I found being go- being overseas is good, and mm. you're in a in a different environment, but and you can truly wind down but obviously the last few years we couldn't so the way i got around it was probably just trying to do something every weekend i guess to try and um take my mind off work Mm. (laughs) i guess the best i can yeah Yeah, talking about your obviously you were doing sales at that point so obviously clients are really important to you and obviously if you action something at that point in a moment that could potentially impact your work as you're mentioning it could affect something just maybe a relationship with your client or um it could cause a a sale to fall through yeah yeah so i can relate to that because i used to be a broker um so you're dealing with clients who have all sorts of financial requirements where you know obviously you try to facilitate them Mm. at any given point so like even for me, like I used to get client calls at like 8 p.m. or get clients who would text me and be like, hey man, I need this or yep. what does this mean and shit like that. 
Another example is during my break, I had yeah, a client that, call me. That very last day of the holiday. <laughs> my very last day of my holiday, I had a client call me uh, while I was driving. And, you know, he, he was just asking me about interest rates. Like, what's happening with this economic fucking downturn, that sort of shit. Yeah, and you can't just be like, sorry, I'm on a break, can't talk to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, so, I mean, I told him, I said, look, hey, man, I'm, I'm just, I am on holiday, uh, which he acknowledged. But subconsciously, you also feel like you have to uphold a service quality, right? Yeah. So you can't just tell them, oh, fuck off, you piece of shit. I'm on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, can't, you can't do that. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 no, no, no. you could if you want. But for me, I was like, nah, like, okay, I'll answer your question. You've got me on the phone. Mm. I'd rather answer it. So... Those examples or those scenarios or situations, it's like, well, it's very difficult when you have clients reach out to you and ask you those questions while you are on a break or while you're on a way. And it's just, it's difficult, like you were saying. So for those people that are in similar in- industries to like you two, where client is really important when you're taking a break, but you would still answer their calls or reply to them, like what's the boundaries? I'll just quickly say something though. There, that's why there's a importance with not giving your personal phone number to your clients. Mm. Now, this is subjective because some people may agree or may not. I think to have to build your client portfolio, it's good to have maybe a specific phone that's dedicated to work. Yeah. Right? Mm. But then there are people who don't care about their personal number and they prefer their clients coming to them because it means if they do leave their workplace, the clients have their number Mm. and they've got that portfolio with them. So it's subjective depending on who prefers what, right? Mm. But I can understand why there are people out there who go, no, I want a work phone specifically where I make client calls and client texts. Mm. And my personal number is my personal number. Yeah. So I think if you set a boundary like that, that's going to help you Mm. differentiate work, personal life. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. I fully agree with that because of my previous job, um, we had a work phone um, and work um, laptop to use. And um, now I think about it, it actually did help differentiate between or help prevent you from, you know, getting calls. Yeah. Well, if you're on on your day off or things like that, because on my days off, my phone would be switched off. Yeah. And then um, it basically there'd be a voicemail asking them to call a different number if it's urgent. Mm. But I guess in my current role, it's um, personal phone. But I do only even back then when I was in uh, actually selling. I would only give my number to um, clients that were I know were they've already already bought something off me or about to buy something off me. I wouldn't give it to just anyone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's how I managed it when I was using my personal phone. But like you said, Sam, it's it's probably best if you can to have a separate phone where you can mm. use to give you that balance. 
Yeah, I think it's also quite similar. So for me, I work from home and it's just having a setting where you know that this is your office and then a setting where you know it's outside of your office. So I have a dedicated room where I completely work in and I do all my work in there. But once it's like after work hours or I'm not working or don't need to work, I won't really do anything in that room. So it's just having these different things where it kind of helps your mind know what the routine is. So if you enter this space or if you're using this phone or this laptop, that's your work. And then if you're not doing that, then that's, you know, your downtime. Yep. Mm. Yeah, what I was going to say was in terms of the phone situation, it is good to have that separate phone, right? Because then you can save your client's number on there and you know who's exactly calling. Because I find that ever since COVID, there's a lot of um, spam calls. So it's very difficult to know who is who, um, which, you know, if it's a client and it's on your day off, you can leave your phone ring out. They can leave a voice message or text you. But if it's something that you could be expecting, you've got to pick up the call. Mm. And that's the hard part is you don't know or you can't differentiate whether it's a client, a spam, or actually someone that you're waiting for. Yeah. I think that was that was a, an issue for me during the whole COVID situation was it's like how do I tell, how do I differentiate between yeah. a client? And you can also, if you can save their names, you can differentiate who's like a, you know, a hot sell that you needed to respond to and one that you didn't really need, ones that's still in the inquiry phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And even when I was, um, you know, sole brokering, I had a separate phone. So it was good to have a phone for work dedicated Mm. and I could text them, I could call them, I could switch it off like you were doing, Pete. Like it was just easier to control that environment when and whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so after you have taken a break, did you feel like, did you feel a lot more refreshed or like how did you feel after being able to take a proper break? Yeah, after I took a break, I felt I was able to um, concentrate more at the tasks that I was you know, allocated or needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't, definitely didn't feel as burnt out and felt more motivated as well. Mm. So And productive. And productive, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was only just, you know, for work. It was also for, you know, towards, you know, friends, family as well. It, it made mm. a big difference yep. as well. Um, and, yeah, everything just felt more – had more positive um, – positive thoughts positive vibes i guess yeah after Mm. after you know taking some time off yep um and yeah i guess guess it goes to show how important it is to make time for yourself yeah i'm quite similar so how i was saying i would just lie on the couch and a message would come through i don't even have that energy to pick up the phone but after we took that break that we recently took I feel like I don't, the gap between of me feeling tired and picking up the phone and actually responding to someone is actually quite short. Like I'm actually motivated to, you know, get back to my friends or get back to a message or, you know, do something like I do design. So on the side, I have projects that I've lined up that I wanted to do like self projects. And before I was just so tired where I'm like, I I don't want to do that. I don't have time. I don't really want to 
take more time to do on something and it felt like work even though it's my self projects I want to do but after that break I feel motivated and I feel refreshed where I'm like yeah I actually want to do this now mm. yeah and then I can relate to that too because having that two-week break or even before the two-week break I just felt like a piece of shit <laughs> a turd like, <laughs> felt, yeah like I felt like a like a, a fresh piece of shit that just came out of you <laughs> so from a dry yeah, dry just, poo to a new a poo big sack of shit <laughs> and the reason why i describe it like that is because you work so hard and so much that you just you use your you smell mm. you haven't had a shower you, you know what i mean like you just you're drained yeah in coming back from that two-week break just like what you guys are saying is you feel rejuvenated yeah right mm. Uh, I like to think of it like a, a game, right? You have you have your HP, your health. <laughs> Mario plus one. <laughs> and then you've got your stamina. Yeah, yeah. So now you feel like you've rejuvenated both your HP and your stamina and you're ready to, f- to fight the battle Diablo. with the boss. Huh? <laughs> Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, pretty much, right? Like, you just feel fresh. Yeah. And mm. even I noticed, like, the last two days of going back to work, just my mentality in how I perceive things and how I do things is just way faster. Yeah. Mm. Um, like I can sit there and listen to my team talk and I go, okay, I know what's wrong now. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, obviously gone away for almost three weeks. That's a lot of shit that's gone. Yeah. Like change, right? Yeah. So trying to figure out what the fuck's happened, what's changed. How can I fit back into this now? Because everything has changed. Mm. Mm. There's just so much more clarity when it comes to thinking. Yeah. Mine's like quite similar. So I had like some thoughts I was thinking about, about work and career and all that before. And just no matter how hard I think about it or try and problem solve in my head, I just couldn't think of, you know, directions or an answer to myself. But after that break coming back in, it's like a light bulb just switched and you're like, oh, I can actually think about this and I know what I'm thinking about, what I need to do and the directions. and Everything was just like clear. It's like the clouds just, you know, disappeared in the sky and you're yeah. like, wow, something new has happened. And it's just amazing to know that just taking a proper break can do that for you. And I obviously didn't, um, expect this out of the two weeks break like we I knew that the two weeks break would be good but I didn't think that it would help give so much clarity yeah, yeah. and obviously dialing back to how this whole conversation started right it's like when you think about our parents I it's I can't even fathom how the fuck they went through their life you're like 40 not, years of yeah life. not even taking a break it's not crazy. even yeah. Yeah, they're so busy. They're not even doing things that they actually enjoy. Mm. You know what I mean? And I just sit there and go, fuck, how the hell did they do any of that shit? And look at them now. They're just, you know, they're pumped. Mm. All this shit in their time. I I guess they were kind of, in a way, forced to be put in that kind of situation. So I guess they didn't know anything better than... I guess that, I guess when you get thrown in the deep end, you got to yeah. do whatever you got to do to survive. Yeah. So, and plus no money to go out and say, yeah. eat yeah. what they want to eat or yeah. hang out with and friends. I guess that's why they're always like the older generation. They're always complain or say, oh, 
you know the younger generation or kids these days they can't they can't um a bunch of bitches yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah. they yeah. uh they quit they they don't have uh you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 they're not mm. they're just not just pussies yeah. <laughs> but at the same time like the opposite end of that is they know how to enjoy the small things, like find the happiness in the small things because they had nothing. Yeah. Like they didn't need, you know, like an expensive handbag or like a really cool car. Like they can just find the smallest joys in, you know, buying a new set of slippers yeah. or something like that. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and and like like you said, it, it's the culture and the upbringing that they went through, right? Yeah, which mm. defined what they had to go through, basically. Mm. But it just amazes me how much we've come from, like in terms of what they started with in their journey. Yeah. And then to us. Yeah. And I think it's the beauty of finding the balance between the two, like their experiences versus ours and how to find that equal balance in between and taking proper breaks, but also be able to work hard for the things that you want to achieve. Yeah. Have you guys actually talked to your parents about this? Like as in, have you ever like dug their brain in terms of what I guess um, was their reason for being able to hustle that hard? Um, yeah, so I have with my mum. Yeah, I I've actually oh yeah, so I'm close with my mum. So I always ask her about everything when it comes to like finance, to work, and stuff like that. So yeah, I have asked her like why did you do this Yeah. or why did you do that? And it's a, probably going to be a similar answer to all our parents. Yeah. And the fact was is, one, their upbringing. Two, obviously they came to a foreign country, right? So they had to build a life here. So all they knew was to work, provide the quality of life that they wanted their kids to have a better. And obviously three, which is, Put food on the table. Mm. Do whatever it needs to be done to get the money mm. and the food yeah. on the table. Yeah. yeah, I've I have also talked to my parents about it, but there's different stories. I think more so um, for my dad, it's the typical men mentality, like the traditional men, like put food on the table. But it's also they have that mindset that money is scarce, so they have to keep working and work three jobs or five jobs and just always making sure that there's money coming in because they're scared it's going to disappear. Even though they may actually have a good set of savings or money to be able to provide, they're just scared that one day it's just not going to be there. Mm. So they're just going to constantly work. Yeah, yeah. that was like one of the main reasons for my parents. Mm -hmm. Have you asked your parents for? Uh, Actually, now I think of it, I didn't have to tell them. They would always tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's more good, like that they tell of, you why. Um, but yeah. probably main, mainly so just out of like, yeah, they, they, they'll they tell me. Like my relationship with my parents isn't that tight. Like uh, it's just, I, I don't know if it's like a Asian cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm the same. But I've it's never like been awkward able. awkward to ask yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've never been able to like, talk to my parents about, you know, uh, personal or emotional things mm. yeah. as a kid and growing up. Yeah. So it's a bit, it feels awkward doing it because mm. that's not the relationship we had growing yeah. up. So yeah. they would usually just randomly, like, you know, 
start talking about it. So yeah, I guess so. I never really asked. I guess it's usually yeah. through a lecture. They're like, "Do you know why yes. I work so hard? It's because that's of why. this, this, and this." Yes. And you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. So that's when I was got in school and yeah. uni. They would say that, yeah. especially if I got bad grades. <laughs> that's like, that's I like, didn't work this for you yeah. to get a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. But um, no, this, this conversation in terms of the importance of taking breaks is a really big thing that struck my mind and, and why we had this conversation. Yeah. And, you know, obviously from parents understanding what they did, it all comes to play as to – you know, how we should be looking after ourselves in some form. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely important. Yeah. Let us know in the comments what you guys think is a good tale or signs of when you should be taking breaks. Mm. And what you do to wind down from a busy day or a busy week or a busy month. Yeah. We'll catch you guys later. That's it. We'll be back for new episodes. Bye. 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 Thank you so much. If you have reached to the end, we really appreciate you for tuning in. And if you'd like what you hear, please share it with your friends or family and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Make sure you share any topics you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram. Slide it into our DMs. Bigger, bigger. You can also stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes and the release of our new episodes there too. Our Instagram is Ask the Duo Podcast. That's A S K T H E D U O P O D C A S T. Man, feels like I'm in a spelling bee competition right now. <laughs> all right, that's it for now, and we'll see you back here for our next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye.